Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my, well, currently regular players, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello, you two. Hello there. Hello, you two. Hey, and uh, they will be reprising their roles as Rogar, the Paladin Sorcerer, and uh, Varys, our newly minted Eldritch Knight. Absolutely. And, well, we left you guys in a bad position last week, and this week I'm feeling a little bit ill and I'm hungry, so I, I might just kill you both. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap this one up quick. Go get something to eat. <laughs> it is cold in this shed, to be fair. <laughs> I think we were we were talking during the week. I'm just gonna have like a revolving door of Paul's characters while we go yeah. through the dreamlands. Just keep yeah. murdering them off. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 write a new one up this weekend just in case. Okay. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, so last week you guys made your way into the seemingly abandoned city of Sarnath. And I don't know, I think you guys had fun getting to learn a little bit about this strange place you've come across. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. Um, it so far seemed mostly abandoned as you're walking through the entrance gate that's just a little bit away from the lake that you kind of meandered around to get here. Um, you found some barricades that were all decayed and half-built and covered in dead bodies, mostly skeletal because whatever happened here seems to have at least been a long time ago. You keep spotting strangeness in all the decay as well. You're finding, next to where some of these places have fallen apart, you're finding piles of like timber and stone and building material, so you're not certain whether someone was trying to repair this place or something. But it's, it's odd. And you started to explore into the city proper, and you found a ghoul who had been pierced by a number of spiked implements and just left dead in the middle of the street. And then you heard, I don't know, whimpering, crying, however you want to call it, and something talking to itself. And the pair of you decided to split up and investigate. And Varys found what it was as he went into a house that Rogar decided to stay outside. And uh, because his little ghoulish friend. Yeah, yeah, the bravest Rogar. Absolutely. And his little friend uh, Meatbone stayed outside with him because Meatbone ain't stupid. And Varys went upstairs to uh, check out the house. Now, he hadn't really explored the house properly yet. <laughs> but you you found a room where there was a creature on its knees, like with a cloak over it, this tatty, dirty old cloak. And it was whimpering and crying to itself, talking about being lost and not knowing where to go. And as you engaged in conversation, it stood up and unveiled these five almost spider-like arms with these long, I described them a little bit like stingers, but they're like just giant arm spikes. And it's completely naked with this horrible musculature that's just pulled tight against bone. Like this thing looks like it's either horrifically starved or just, I don't know, either doesn't eat or just something is just off-putting about this creature's form. And it turned and it screamed at you and ran towards you and... That means we're going to kick off with a little bit of initiative. So, um, Paul, roll me up. Let's see yeah. what Varys gets. And I'm going to roll. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I at least got a 10. <laughs> 
You got a 10. Oh. I got a 2, because I have no initiative modifier. Yeah, let's see what uh, let's see what Meatbone gets. 1. <laughs> you know what? Meatbone got a 14. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, right, so Rogar got a 10. Meatbone got a 14. Barris got a 2. <laughs> the I'm creature dead. that's known as the Lost got a 7. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> You're gonna have to help. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rogar, you're stood, like, outside the building. Um, you and Meatbone. And Meatbone, the pair of you... Let, Varys did yell, so I'll say that you both heard Varys yell from upstairs. Meatbone's yeah. gonna kind of look at you and be like, hmm... Not sure we should go inside. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little bit worrying, wasn't it? Um, I stay here. I guard door, and he kind of gets his claws ready and just sort of stands outside the door. <laughs> oh, cheers! <laughs> um, you know what? I suppose it actually helps, but what I'm gonna, Meatbone, just, just, I understand you want to guard the door, but just. You know, you hear any, if you hear anything, come in and close the door, yeah? I don't want you going one-on-one -on -one with anything. Do you understand? Okay. Gives you a little yep. salute. So that's uh, Meatbone and Rogar's turn as they stand outside the house. <laughs> Wait, can I, is that the end of my turn? <laughs> or just... <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I'm being, uh, being cruel because it amuses yeah. me. Rogar, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Meatbone's going to stay outside the door and basically hold an action to attack if something comes out. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go in the door, aren't I? Um, so I'll, I'll go in and up to the stairs, where, or up to where I heard uh, Varys shout from, which I assume is from the upstairs. Yeah, I'll say with a move action, you could get to the bottom of the stairs. Right, I'll go to the bottom stairs and see if I can see anything from there. Um, looking up, I mean, you can see the ceiling, the staircase kind of curves up and round. You can see, like, Varys' shadow. That's the best you can get at the moment. You can't really see much from the angle you're on. But Varys is screaming. And, uh, are you doing anything specific, or are you just going to hold an action there, or are you going to dash upstairs? Uh, I don't want to dash upstairs, because then I might get mauled. But, you know... It I know he shouted to me, but he might have just found something. You know, it might not be something actually attacking him. He might have just be like, Rogar! Like, there's a chest up there, and, you know, he's he's being a nice person and wants to share. Oh, um, I see. <laughs> Sound logic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to walk to the bottom of the stairs and be like, you all right? Do I respond to that? <laughs> well, that's your turn, uh, Rogar. And... Well, we're about to find out if Varys is all right, I think, because it is the lost turn. <laughs> it's elongated, starved, part humanoid, part spider-like, pincer-armed, or more like stabby, stinger-armed form, is just going to charge at you, Varys. Oh, and hi. it is so lost, and it just wants to reach out and give you a hug. Oh, well, lovely. So it's going to run directly at you, and it's going to use Embrace. Oh. So let's see if it hits. Oh, 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 oh. Natural 19. 
So, um... I'm gonna cast shield. That's a 25 to hit. What? Yeah, natural 19. Oh shit, in that case it's pointless. Yeah, I'll say you don't cast it. So I'll, yeah. uh, I'll save you that one. Don't don't burn the spell. So it hits. Yeah. And it's going to lock its arms around you in a deadly embrace. And oh, great. let's see how much damage you take. A lot. Ah, not as much as I would have liked. You take 18 points of piercing damage and you are grappled. You are oh. also frightened. Oh, great. So this thing is right up in your face. It runs at you, locks these five pincer arms around you. The stabbing stingers dig into your back, even through the cracks and joints of your armor. And it is just screaming and blubbering in your face. And it is terrifying. It's just, it's go, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. Don't let go. Don't let me go. And it's just crushing your body. And that is its turn. In fact, actually, no, that's its turn. It used to move together. Right, so it's my turn. It is your turn. Yeah. So you are grappled. Get out of the grapple. Trust so it's me. It's going to be a strength save throw, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it is an athletics to get out of grapples, if I remember correctly. Okay, dokie. Let me... That, that's just a tip. Get out. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Don't worry, I agree. So, yeah, it's athletics, isn't it? Uh, well, it's up to you. You can use athletics or acrobatics, whichever is better. Which for you, I'm guessing, is athletics. It is, so I shall. 22? Oh, I don't like you. <laughs> Damn you. Right, with a 22, you do manage to just shake yourself free of this thing and pull. Actually, one thing I do want to check quickly because I just want to see if. Frightened affects your. Uh... <laughs> so, um, a frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks. Oh, wonderful. So, uh, that would be the eight you take on your disadvantage roll. Fuck. Oh, well. Sorry. Right, so can I just shout out? Uh, so. Not much else I can do now, is that's my action, isn't it? That was your action. Yeah. Have you got a bonus action? Is there anything you can do with a bonus action? Not in that situation, because normally it would be. Well, you can heal yourself. Yeah. You have second wind as a. I'm going to have to, yeah. So, how would I go about doing that? Uh, it's so many D4 plus your fighter level, isn't it? No, it's. I think it's your hit dice plus fighter level. Have you got it written down? Uh, I have somewhere. I'm sure I do. Just bear with me one second. Second wind, yeah. Deal. Heal 1D10 plus level. Okay, so roll, roll me a D10 as you. Uh, Try to dig deep. Oh, fuck off. Oh, God. Oh, God. Natural one. Yeah. The dice do not like you. <laughs> oh, Ferris. As you look into this thing's weeping, horrified face and its fear that you're just inflicted with grips your heart, it is the end of the turn. And you take psychic damage. Oh, what? You take a lot of psychic damage. I'm dead. There is a good chance you're dead. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. You take 31 points of psychic damage. Well, guess what? <laughs> Jesus. That's me done. <laughs> now, was Varys a dreamer or not? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. Well, we're about to find out one way or another. Yeah. 
Well, somewhat luckily for you, make me a wisdom saving throw. I shall. So, is that a 20? No, it'd be a 4. Is it a 4? That is... How many of these saves have you failed on dying? This is like your third... Every single one. one. Every single one. Every single one. <laughs> Fucking hell, you have horrific luck, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Every single roll I've done this today has been, so far, shocking. Oh my god. The opening DC is only an 8. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, that's one fail and... Well... I don't know. Luckily for you, Varus, you are in fact a dreamer. Yeah, fuck, fuck. So your physical body explodes because you failed this save, so you are completely gone briefly, and this thing's grapple is suddenly grappling nothing. Yeah. It's a little confused. Um, and you're going to appear 200 feet away, which I'm going to say is back out in the street. Mm -hmm. You're like a little bit down the road from where you were. And mechanically, you're now stunned for a minute. Um, however, you do need to offer me up a memory. But before that happens, uh, Varus, as your consciousness fades in this creature's grip and you just feel its psychic damage tear through your mind and you shatter completely, as you're starting to reform the darkness in between states, you do hear voices. Oh. Lots of whispered voices and they just say, help us, help us. And then you start to reform. And I wish you to give me a memory. Yeah. Um, well, he's, he, he, he was with his mother in the, um, where he was. Um, I would say he forgets his mother's name and what she looks like. Ooh. Yeah, because he, 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 she, she died when he was quite small. And that image, I would have thought that memory would be quite sort of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, it's not vivid, but it's not sort of like, like faded. So it's sort of like, he sort of knows what she looks like, but it was been such a long time ago sort of thing. But with this happening now, it's, it's completely gone. Okay. I will say that you lose the memory of your mother. Yeah. And when you try to think back on her now, it is literally just a dark void lacking yeah. memory she has gone from your mind yeah and you begin to reform but that means we stay in initiative at the moment that was the last turn so varus that was your first turn of stun so only uh <laughs> what nine more rounds to go oh yeah uh Mibon's turn <laughs> he stood outside the building looks down the street and sees a glowing stunned varus starting to reform Hmm. He's a little confused, but looks over to you and starts waving. <laughs> Does he say anything? Um, I'd say that you could probably hear him, Rogar. He goes, oh, how you get out there? Hello. And starts waving at you. <laughs> and that's his turn. But if Varys wouldn't be able to respond, would he? No, you're completely stunned. No, I was going to say. Just... Yeah. Um, Rogar, you're up. Hearing Meatbone say that and having experience what happens to a dreamer before um with robert i'm running out the door to where meatbone is yeah i'll say you heard robert scream a lot and then it suddenly went silent you would say you would be able to put the pieces together that something horrible just happened to him yeah 
so you know, like I say, having having experienced it before, and you know, I think. It kind of makes sense, like you say, that Rogar would uh, nope the fuck out of there. Um, well, here, here's my question, my dude. Are you stealthing out or are you running out? Ah, oh, balls. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, bollocks. Is, is Rogar about to get poked? Well, it depends. If... <laughs> uh, bollocks. Wait, it doesn't know I'm there, but what you're saying is if I don't stealth out, it'll hear me run out. Well, I'm saying that uh, stealthing out, you'd go against its passive perception because it's not certain that you're there because it was, you know, screaming at, Rob, uh, at uh, Varus and stabbing him up. I'd, I'd say that he didn't hear you coming into the room, even though you didn't try to stealth to get in. But okay. to uh, get out now, now that its prey's gone and it's just sort of stood there in the hallway above you, I'd say you can either, you can either run out and it's going to make a check to see if it hears you, or okay. you can stealth out and try beat its passive. Okay. Um, yeah. Ooh. Right. Tell me if this would work. Right. Mm -hmm. If if as I was running out, I cast minor illusion. Yeah. To like create like a bang on the other side of the property. Would that would that give me would that like well negate my running or you know like you know because I can create a sound for up to a minute. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, so it's whether you whether you'd allow it is to, you know, to distract it a bit. Or so a minor illusion. It. It's within thirty feet. Lasts for a minute. You can make a sound. A sound or an image can be any sound you wish. You know what? I would allow this to help you get out. Um, yeah. What's your spell save DC? Because it's intelligence to know whether it recognizes it as well, whether it sees through it or not. Uh, my save DC is only 12. 12. I'll say... I'll say we'll do this as it trying to beat the DC to see if it is fooled by your um, minor illusion or not. Okay. And then if it passes, it will try to see if it hears you as you're walking out the room. Okay. Because um, you don't need to dash to get out the house. You can walk out the house, but you're just not right. being healthy. So let's do it that way. So you, what's the, what's the sound you make? So I'm thinking maybe... I don't like it... Like a person crying, I'm thinking. You know, some something that's quite loud, but that would attract it. So, you know, and obviously I'm casting it away from it. Okay, so you cast it upside. I will say the spell doesn't say you need line of sight to where you're casting it, so you can just cast it, like, roughly above you. Yeah, you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool, okay. So let's see if it's smart enough to figure out that this noise that wasn't in its house a moment ago is in its house or not. This thing is pretty fucking stupid. So, oh, I rolled at 12, and this thing has a minus two intelligence. Yes! You hear it start scrabbling around upstairs and going into what you guess is probably like a front bedroom or something, and you make your way out the house. Yep, and shut the door, and I don't suppose I have anything to block the door. Um... Not openly in the street, you could go into like another house and grab something. I will say the door is a bit like rotten and decayed, so you're not certain if it would really hold up to much attack from anything. But at the okay. moment, it does not seem to be coming after you. It did not know there was another person in the house. That's fine. We will move on. So I will grab meat and be like, let's go get him quickly now and point towards Varys. Okay, so you can see Varys starting to form in the middle of the street. 
Um, okay, and you wait a moment, like patiently and kind of keeping your eyes and ears open all around you. Uh, make me a maybe a perception check, actually, as you're looking around all these houses. You're still kind of on the outskirts of the main center of the city as well, so uh, you're realizing this place is this is a massive city, lots of things to hide. An eighteen. Eighteen. Within 18, as you're looking around, and you can see this in the windows of some of the houses and at the doors, you can see shapes in some of these homes. They're very, they're not very distinctly formed shapes, almost more like outlines, at least from you looking in from the street. They don't seem to be making aggressive actions or coming at you, but you can see shapes in these homes. And you remember your uh, check from last week that's made you sense this whole place is just desecrated. You sensed a lot of undead in the area and spirits and ghost-like entities. Okay. You're thinking maybe that's what these things that are not necessarily even looking at you are, but they are in these houses. Right, okay. So when, well, when Varys comes to, I'm going to let him and me both know that this is what I can see. You know what I mean? This is what I can feel. Okay. Uh, Varys, do you do you tell Roka what happened? <laughs> yeah, I was to say when I was reforming, whatever happened. Well, I was in the clutches of whatever that fuckface was up there, um, <laughs> and obviously I disappeared. All of a sudden, I ended up here. But while that, I can't describe it as a time or whatever it was in between there and and here. There's I heard I heard a lot of voices i can only describe it as saying save us and they said that repeatedly save us rogar's just gonna put his hand on like uh on Varys' shoulder like you are aware that you're asleep yeah i don't know where i am if i'm honest like i like i said uh... to you we 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 was in varadin one day and our medic come sort of wizard thing side Right, well, you know, he shifted us to try and get us into the royal into the royal palace, and next thing you know, it went wrong and ended up here. Yeah, as far as you know, for the last like few seconds, you were inside a house being torn apart, and then all of a sudden, you're back out in this street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, I'll fill you in on the way anyway. I think we need to carry on heading through, but um, I'd be quite wary of going into any of these properties again. Um, you know, judging by what what you say just happened to you and uh obviously well i know what happened to you um not too sure you uh you know seem like you wanna know so uh um if you could head lighten me um I'd well be... i suppose as uh, uh, i suppose as we're moving along mm-hmm. um because i don't i don't i don't think it's good to stand still really anywhere around here i'm guessing we're gonna go further into the sea um because the uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Meatbone anyway, uh, whether we should carry on into the city, whether he thinks whether he can tell that this is definitely the way the ghouls went, or whether he thinks they will have gone another direction. Um Meatbone is not overly certain. He kinda looks around and goes, Hmm, well, I'm not sure. I don't see much sign of them, but if they were planning to take city for new home, presumably they would go out, explore. Well, though I do is slightly concerned now that friend Barris was horribly murdered, that maybe bad things have been happening. We found that body. You think that mm. thing in-house killed Ghoul? Judge you by what it did to me. 
quite possibly. Um, it's, it's, can I do like a survival check or something just to see if I can see any tracks around or, you know, get a sense of if there were, you know, if any great force has come this way? Because I'm guessing a legion would leave quite a, you know, quite a bit of hmm. tracks and stuff. You would think so. I mean, obviously, this is like it's stone flooring and like marble and stone building. So, how much traffic you would notice. But so, yeah, do me a survival. See what you got. 13. 13? Um, you walk up the street a bit further past where you found the ghoul's body, and you're not finding a great deal of specific tracks. The only thing you notice as you're going up is there is a rather. It's actually slightly odd to see, but you see a, a sword that has been just discarded on the floor. It looks very roughly made. It seems to be of a just a basic iron, and it's kind of been not crafted by an expert or anything, but it seems to have been abandoned near a different house. Okay. Can I inspect the sword? Yep, yeah, sure. Pick it up and say it's a seems to be just a basic long sword. Right, okay. Can I can I do I get like a can I do like a smell check? on it to see if I can, I don't know. Because cause uh, being a ghoul, I'm sensitive to certain smells. Yeah, um, yeah. do me a do me a perception. See what you smell. <laughs> a 20. 20? Um, smells somewhat similar to how Meatbone smells. You'd say it's probably used to be owned by a ghoul. Okay. Um, so from that, I'm going to gather that they did continue this way. Um, so I'll, I'll let Meatbone and Ferris, no. I'm going to keep hold of it. Sure. Because um, I know I know Meatbone won't use it, but um, I'll just put Iron Sword. Yep. Um, say it was resting outside a house as if it'd been discarded there. Mm. So, uh, well, um, can I do like a... I don't know. Can I do like a perception check on the house or on the door to the house? Or, you know, anything sure, like that? Sure. Any, you can, uh, if you want to try creak the door open a little bit and just peer in. Or look through one of the windows, actually. Probably yeah, look through, look through a window if that's okay. Sure. Uh, do me another perception. See how much detail you can get. Because obviously the windows are very dirty. It's very dusty. Like, obviously this place has just been left to decay for so long. Yeah, uh, a 16. 16? Um, you kind of wipe a little bit of the dirt and grime away and you peer through one of the windows. And you see, not in the, like, what you'd guess would be like the living room, but there's a room behind that, perhaps leading to a kitchen or something, and you can just make out a foot of a ghoul. And uh, what you also see is in the living room, you see two of these shadowy creatures. They're, they're just sort of stood there. They're not doing anything. Um, I don't really want to go in. Um, mm. So I'll tell, I'll tell Varys and Meatbone what I can see through the window. Uh. Um, obviously that there's a foot of a ghoul, so I'm going to assume... The um the ghoul our ghoul friend in there is no more, and that there are just two like I don't know shadows almost uh, moving around. So I'm to I I I I would move on, um you know carrying up the road towards. I guess yeah. there's like a a castle or something at the top end of this city, like a stronghold, some sort. Yeah, of like, yeah. So I would I would I would be a bit wary going into. Houses now, like if you see something like that, like what we after what we've just come yeah. away from, um, yeah, I'll be a bit wary about going in. Yeah, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Meatbone agrees, so um, we'll carry on. Um, I'm just gonna, 
as we go in, I'm going to explain to Varys that basically, um, as a that he's a dreamer, and explain mm. like the concept of, you know, not not so much the concept of what happens, but isn't that it, people seem to, you know, if their actual physical body isn't here, they seem to regenerate. But I, I have no idea how often that can happen, or mm. what the cost is. I just know that they can because obviously I saw Robert come back. And Varys, you do realize that you are, you seem fine. In fact, you seem better than you did after fighting the flame skulls and the shadowy skeletons. In fact, all your wounds are completely gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like new, but if that's happened to me, what about the rest of Sword of Varadin? What about the, the guys, my brothers in arms? What about the other guys that got, were part of this plan that were with me when obviously I ended up here? Could they be still alive? Could they? Obviously, if I'm a dreamer, I'm, I'm obviously unconscious somewhere in Baradin. Could well, they be too? Rogo wouldn't know, but what Rogo would say is that obviously, if there is every chance that they could still be alive, because to him it would make sense that maybe they are, but unlike you, they don't. You know, they're they're not lucky enough to have stumbled upon somebody, or they don't know what they're looking for, or. You know, and that's, and that's, and it, yeah, the Dreamlands is a confusing place, and most people end up wandering the woods for many years. Well, I need to get back to the material and see if they're still alive, and if they are, if you know, and then find this this asshole and get what's coming to him. Well, you know, stick with me. We'll see where we end up. Oh, you help me get back to the material. I'll help you whatever needs. You, you, whatever you need. Sounds good to me. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm guessing with that agreement uh, or further agreement, we'll uh, we'll carry on. Like I say, we're kind of looking for Rogar could kind of do with having a rest. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell mm. you that. But you know, I don't I don't want to go into any random houses if you know if I can sense anything. You know, if we can see anything in them, we don't really want to be you know randomly walking into these places. No, we don't want to be going into some sort of like house or something. Like I say, if we can't instantly tell, it's going to be safe. Yeah, and Rogar, Rogar hasn't done well with ghosts previously, so. <laughs> 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 yeah, Varys got a very pointy hug. He doesn't want to have another pointy hug. So um, I'm thinking maybe somewhere like, I don't know if there's like an archway or something where we can get a bit of shelter from the elements, but we can see around us. Maybe. So do, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll see what we can see around us, I mm. guess. Can I make a perception check to see if there's anything like that knocking can I, around? Can, can I offer the help action in that too? Well, at the moment, you guys are stood in the middle of a long street that's winding its way slowly towards the center of the city. Mm. Um, if you want to keep your eyes out while you're walking around for potential places to rest, that's fine. So you'll have to keep yeah. going. There isn't anything like near here. Okay. Yeah, that's fine by me. Sure, but make me a uh, perception. Yep. With advantage. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's the, one. That's the wrong one. That's persuasion. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> there you go. Oh, even better. 22. 22? Okay. Um, as you guys are walking through the city, you go on for a little while, and I'll say you notice a few things as you're going through. One thing that you do see repeated a few times are these hastily put together fortifications, like these mm. barriers that have just been pulled together. But again, 
they look either decayed or slightly taken apart and you can see timber and stone and even like nails and bolts that have just been left on the street nearby these fortifications whether they were mid-construction or being repaired or something you're not certain but one thing that does stand out to you you realize how well defended the city walls here were it's odd that if they were expecting some kind of attack that these fortifications would be so honestly kind of pitiful they look like they were very hastily erected in the first place again you see more skeletal remains near some of these fortifications and with the 22 what you also start to spot between houses on the roads and sometimes in the side roads that are a little bit smaller you can see strands of fabric that are heavily decayed and rotted and falling apart but you start to notice them at almost regular intervals on the street hanging like across the road so like bunting maybe or something like that could have been mm-hmm. interesting and in terms of shelter you do see a few places that would match what you're looking for. You see alleyways that are a little bit um, smaller than like these main roads, so you could hide down there between like two large stone and marble structures. Um, you see what looks like a larger building. Now, this is getting to more of a fork in the road where you can head what looks like towards the center of the city or continue around the outside but on the corner here you see a large building that you'd guess is some sort of tavern hmm now do we risk going in the tavern or do we slum it mm, i'm thinking we do a perception check through the window of the tavern yeah that works for me sure i mean as you're approaching the tavern you notice even more of these rotten bands of fabric they were all over the outside of this building at one point right Okay, so, um, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's got windows, and big windows on the front. Maybe Are they barricaded up or anything? No, uh, the tavern looks like it would just be easy to walk inside, like any normal tavern. But yes, there are windows. You can uh, go to the windows and peer in. What do you think, Rogar? Yeah, yeah, one of us um, do a check, uh, and, you know, um, just, you know, have a peer yeah. in. I'll have, uh, again, I'll, if you're going to do it, I'll give the help action. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. So you did the last one, I'll do this one. one okay. So, there you go. Oh, another 22. Nice. Cool. So, Varys, you kind of sneak up to the window and emulating what Rogar did, you start wiping away a bit of the grime and you look inside and you take a gasp because even as someone who has seen battle and has seen death, you're taken aback at the amount of bodies and at this point are basically just skeletal remains with the odd bit of just horribly decayed and almost mummified flesh still attached to any part of what was once humanoid forms. You just see pile after pile of remains. And that's the best you can see from the outside, but they are just covering the entire the entire opening room of this tavern. And this is a large room. And you can just see just pile after pile of just bodies. There is just wow. death everywhere in here. So at that point, I'll turn to Rogar and I'll go, Rogar, have a quick nosy through there and through the window. And says, it looks like a could be like where they were maybe keeping their dead or uh, or some sort of, sac- I don't know, sort of like sacrificial. And if you wanted more details, you would have to go inside and start investigating. But that's what you can see through the window. <laughs> do, we, do we go in there? <laughs> 
Well, you know. Um... After you, Rogo. I, I went, I said, I, I, I went to the last one. <laughs> We're just taking turns. <laughs> I'll, I'll crack the door and have a bit of a look, if that is okay. Sure. Um, you, uh, so you're stealthing it or something? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and open the door stealthily. But will I, would I still roll with disadvantage if I'm just like cracking the door? I'm not running anywhere. Yep, still with disadvantage. It's so so harsh. Clank, clank, <laughs> clank, metal man. Get your ass <laughs> in the door. You want that high AC? <laughs> oh, uh, a five. Five. Clank. Clank, you just fall on the door and it creaks open just loud as hell. <laughs> and well, Varys just like sort of like leaning against the wall behind him, like, oh, for fuck's sake, could have offered a help, but no, <laughs> I say, could have offered the help action there, Paul. Sorry, <laughs> I would have been hard to help you on a stealth to walk up to a door, to be fair. Well, you know. Could have advised me to take my shoes off. <laughs> uh, well, the noisy boy opens the door, and you look inside, and yeah, you are just greeted by the same scene. Uh, to you, not quite as horrifying, because the general stench of death you actually find oddly familiar and slightly tasty, like a nice barbecue that's just been in the right point of the evening. But it is a horrifying scene of bodies all just piled on top of each other. You see tables that at one point be laid out so you can look at just cobweb covered just pints and glasses and like iron mugs and they look just left in state on these tables there are chairs that have been turned over there is just old cutlery and plates with you guess remnants of food but at this point it's just barely recognizable stains on these plates for however long that this tavern has just been left like this that's what you can yeah. see from just sticking your head through the door. Okay. Um, can I, can I, well, I don't know. Um, I need to do a perception check to see if I could, like, you know, if I can see or hear anything, like, moving around upstairs, maybe. I'm guessing there's an upstairs. Uh, if you want to hear upstairs from where you are, probably be quite a high DC if anything was going on, but you can do a, you can try listen from the door if you want. Uh, I'm, I'm going give to give it a shot. A nine. Silent as the grave. Mm. Mm. So, so to find any more, we're going to have to go in. Well, the thing is, me, me and Meat would probably quite be quite at home in, like you know, the the bodies and all that. Um, but it's it's kind of whether you would be really, mm. or if you want to just try the alleyway. I'm, I'm, I'm. Rogar's still kind of open to either. Um. It's what? a case of it's. It, if we can secure this place, we know there's not a threat. In, I'd assume it's going to be better off than you know staying out in the street and hoping nothing walks past or notice. Um, but at the same time, what if this place is so? Um, well, I, I tell, I tell, I tell you what, buddy, because you're 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 in a bit of a better a better situation than me here. Um, you know, if you were. If you don't mind checking the upstairs, um, then <laughs> you know I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll clear some space on the bottom floor so that you've got a bit of room where you don't have to, you know, sleep on any bones or anything. 
Oh God! This is this is this is Mister Huggy Stabbing Man all over again. Um, <laughs> hey, just just remember, you came back and think how good you feel. Hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was fucking horrifying. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think now. I could take Meatbone with me. Uh, uh, I mean, he, his sense he, of he, smell could be useful. I mean, he's he's not a pet. You know, it's kind of up to him. <laughs> oh yeah, I look, um, I look at I look at Meatbone and just say, "Up to you." Um, is that your best? Is that your attempt to persuade him? <laughs> uh, up to you. I don't know. If you come, as I say, if you if you come if you come with me upstairs, you might find I don't know there might be more bodies upstairs. Maybe a persuasion roll. <laughs> persuasion. Well, this is actually a persuasion. Is that fifteen? Eleven. Eleven, yeah, eleven. Mm. He shrugs a little bit and goes, "I'll come with you. You go first. <laughs> well, I'll t- it's better than going up on my own, I guess. I so uh, I just muttered a breath for fuck's sake. <laughs> so um, the pair of you go inside, and Rogo, are you going to start looking downstairs? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll check out the downstairs, and uh, in particular, while I'm looking round, I-, I know you described them as like bones and stuff but do any of them have any meat left on them and if so does it you know are there any i don't know any guys with like armor on or anything uh in here no actually everyone you see in here isn't wearing armor at the very least the what clothes and uh fabric that they would have been dressed in is heavily decayed and almost just nothing more than strands of string where whether insects have just devoured it or it's just rotted away with time, you're not certain. These look like they were just regular tavern goers. Uh, in terms of meat, if you investigated about specifically looking for that, you might find something that's just about edible. I will say all the... Any little bits of meat you see are all, like, mummified. They look ancient. Oh, I'm a ghoul, so I eat ancient mm-hmm. meat, don't I? You do. <laughs> It's up to you. Going to go try find some. Whether you think it'd be useful to you or not, that's a different point. Might well, might get. I don't know if I'm lucky, mate. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a memory or something. Um, you know, might, might get an idea what happened, why they're there. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I mean, uh, you'll have to let me know if there's anything upstairs, meat wise. Well, I'm so uh, well. Meat bone will do it anyway. Well, yeah, meat bone will notice. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll have a, a bit of a look around just to see if there is any like meat on any of these people, or you know, or anything hanging around that I might be able to uh, chow down on. Okay, well, do me a general just investigation for the room. See what you can find. An eighteen, nice. Eighteen, okay. Um, so as those two disappear off upstairs, you do find just on one of the it looks like a thigh bone little strand of meat that you could probably eat. Can I eat it? Go for it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go for it. Let's have a let's have a, let's have a, a small a, a morsel. You uh eat the meat lick the bone? Definitely eat the meat lick the bone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was uh just rereading your psychic feast ability. So for this, I'd say you don't get a skill for this one, but you do get a memory. Okay. So this is what you see as you're just chewing on this, almost basically just like ancient dried jerky. <laughs> you swallow it, and as you're sort of sat there, surrounded by these bodies, you close your eyes, and your mind is 
almost just transported back to that day, whatever all this happened. And for you, it's almost like when you open your eyes, you are looking through the eyes of the person whose memory you are now getting a bit of a glimpse into. You're sat at a chair in the tavern. There's a couple of people sat at your table, friends of yours. You've known them for years, and you're laughing and you're joking because today's today's a great day. Today's always a good day, but this time it's special. You know, the celebration happens just every year, and now it's the thousand-year anniversary? Wow, that's, that's incredible. You just damn. Your civilization is just so impressive to have lived for so long and to have been so superior for so long as well. A thousand years, damn. This is going to be the greatest celebration ever. There'll be feasting, there'll be games, there'll be tournaments. They're, they're going to go all out. You know, you know the king is going to just sink money into this thing. And hell, this tavern's just full of people. Everyone's carousing and cheering. They're just excited. And as you're sitting there, you're drinking and you're having a good time, you smell something in the air. It smells and feels you know, damp. Like the whole tavern's just become damp. Like, oh, like, like there's a flood or something. You look around and the tavern looks fine, but you notice there's a few other people who've noticed this as well, and they're kind of looking at each other. And in the distance, you hear crashing of waves. And you remember, I mean, you know, you live in the city. You know one of the walls actually borders onto the lake. But the lake, it's a, it's a lake. It doesn't have waves. It doesn't crash against the seawall. It's just there just to make sure that, you know, if there's a, a lot of rain, part of the city doesn't get flooded. <laughs> nothing, nothing could be in the lake. Nothing like that. And as you're having that thought, he watches one of your good friends, a young woman. She's sat directly across from you grabs the knife on the table and just stabs a friend of yours right in the throat. And then you hear someone else scream behind you and tables and chairs just go flying. And all of a sudden, the whole place is just erupting into chaos. And someone hits you hard on the back of the head. And it goes dark. And Rogar, your eyes open for real this time. And you look down on the scattered bodies and the bits of destroyed furniture and the tipped over chairs and tables. Some of them still in pristine condition, some of them heavily damaged, and you suddenly realize why. Some people in this tavern turned on the others, and they just slaughtered them. And it just seemed to happen out of nowhere. Nothing was said, nothing was done. It just... just happened on that day. Huh. So, yeah, so... Well, right, okay. So, so something's coming in, yeah, cha- turn these people. Yeah, and, turn them on each other. Yeah, it's, uh... Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure it's me. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I'm very. St- hmm. So it's like. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of like what these people. Yeah, they were just. Hmm. I don't, I, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you ponder that, um, yeah. Varus and Meatbone head upstairs. And as you're going around the rooms, you find some of these rooms have been a little bit more protected from the elements. And you see a lot more of this decoration that you now realize it is. Like you see banners, you Mm. see the symbol of the city, that stylized S inside of a shield. It looks all very impressive, very made to order for some big celebration. You start to realize because, yeah, there's, there's bunting, there's banners, there's just posters. And in fact, 
as you're going upstairs and you start to look through some of the rooms, you find a table that has a bunch of like posters on it, just left, as if like some you were supposed to be able to pick them up. And yeah, you're careful not to touch them because they look ancient, and you're worried that if you put a hand on them, they'd probably just turn into dust. Mm-hmm. So you kind of peer at it and you hold Meatbone back from picking any up, and you do see some writing on there that seems to be in common, like whatever language these people spoke, or perhaps it's just an effect of the dreamlands, but you can Mm. read it. And it says in just big letters, for the magnificent glory of Sarnath, the soul rulers of Manar, the greatest race to walk the world, King Nagishai invites you all to the temple to join in the praise of our perfection. And then it has a few names listed of special guests, and it lists the great commander, Jamira Halthorn, and the high priest, Ganaika. There'll be guests of honor. The king himself will eventually show up and give a speech as well. But it looks to be some big celebration. And it, mm. you realize it's written on the bottom. It just says, celebrating the thousand-year anniversary of the great cleansing. Wow. Um... Meatbone, this place is a lot older than we think. Um, so, yeah. Um, what to make of that? Uh, was that just like in one of the rooms, or was it like in the landing or the hallway? Or uh, It was just in the hallway. Like, there's like little tables out. Like, you see the upstairs is a bit hotel like. Yeah. So, it's got like little tables around for people to leave things. It was right. just on one of them. Well, can I. Obviously, Rogar made a perception check to see if he could hear anything. Upstairs while downstairs. Can I make a perception check to hear anything while now I'm up here? Sure. Yeah. Perception. That would be a, was it a 14? 18. Oh, it's an 18. Yeah, okay. 18 is. It's the first number, remember? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, an 18. 18. Um, Yeah. So you listen out, and again, it's just deathly silent up here. Right. Okay. Um, Meebo, can you can you smell anything else up here? Any like, well, yeah, any more bodies up here? He um, lifts his head and he sniffs about and goes, "Hmm, all place smell of death." Yeah, I think at least a few more remains in these rooms. Right. So in that respect, then, because obviously we're scouting to see if this place is any is secure. I'll have I, any, have I any idea how many rooms there are. Uh, looking around as you guys walk around a little bit, you say there's about five rooms that would have been right. quite nice, large rooms for people to stay in. Right, okie dokie. Um, can I peer in? I'm just trying to think. I want to have a quick peer into one of the rooms. So obviously, I don't want to make myself obvious. Um, so, Varys being obviously military trained, he'd want to go like do it systematically. Mm-hmm. So he'd want to go to the nearest room first and work his way back back to you know, to the back of the back of the place. Sure. So, Barris basically just try to say sticks his head around the door, no, trying to keep himself hidden. So, would that be a stealth check? Yeah, you can do a stealth for me. Yeah, so stealth seven. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not the quietest you've ever been, but you realize after you go through all these doors that it is silent and there's nothing up on this floor. But you do you look through these rooms and it looks like they were all well though they are now covered in dust and just general grime from the passage of time, these rooms were all made up as if this business was expecting a lot of people Mm -hmm. on the day. 
Um, you do see in a few beds there are remains. In one bed you see two skeletons that are just piled on top of each other. Ah, yes, okay. And then um, the others are just empty. Right. I'll, I'll look at Meatbone and go, anything there any use to you? And I point him towards the room with the dead bodies in it. He looks at you and goes, have you not heard my song? Eat meat. Only lick bone. Bone not useful. Balls. Um, well, you could use it as like a, a, a lollipop, I guess. Just grab a thigh bone. On you go. Mm, maybe. But be full at the moment. Ate a lot of ghoul earlier. Ah, fair enough. A ghoul, a ghoul on a diet. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's... Um, in the room with the dead bodies, um, mm-hmm. can I make a perception check to see if there's anything else in... Like, anything unusual compared to the other rooms? Because obviously, is it, is it the only room with dead bodies in? Uh, yeah, there's only one room that you saw two bodies in. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, if you, can, you can investigate the room if you want. Yeah, even better. Yeah, I'll do an investigation just to see if there's anything different compared to the other rooms. That would be an 18. Uh, an 18? Looking around the room, I mean, you see what is now a long, decayed bag in one corner. Um, going through it, you find a few coins that look to be gold, but they're clearly not. Mm-hmm coins that you recognize i'd say you could still put it down as 10 pieces of gold yeah. um you see a pair of glasses on the side like two two almost like wine glasses on a table and looking at the bed you see that these two were sharing the bed together but mm-hmm. with an 18 you do notice one of them has a smashed in skull right looks definitely from some sort of blunt force so yeah one of them's has someone come up here and smash? Which do I know which one it is? It's had the head smashed um, in the one on the bottom or the one at the top. Uh, they are a pile of intermingled bones at the moment. You just see that one of the skulls is shattered. Right, so I don't know. So either either one of them's murdered the other and they've killed each other, or someone's come in and murdered them both at the same time. Uh, but yeah, other than that, nothing. So apart from that, that ten gold piece was it ten? Did you say? Yeah, ten gold pieces. Other than that, there's nothing else. Nothing in here, no. Right. It just seems to be a, a well-made room. Well done. Okay, okay. Right, in that case then, um, I'll make my way da- back downstairs with Meatbone and relay what I found to Rogar, basically saying there's, well, I've not seen, seen anything of him, any importance. Do you tell him about the poster or just ignore that? Um, yeah, I'll tell him about the poster saying um, that it was a gather- there was going to be a gathering at the temple and there was a huge celebration with it you know, being the thousand-year anniversary. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna relay the the memory that I got from the meat. Hmm. Um, so, that, so that all that matches up. Yeah, and that that all that I got that basically there was a sense of damp, like hmm. maybe something to do with the lake, and then yeah, they turned on each other. Perhaps something was summoned, maybe at the temple, I and mean, some sort of ritual, maybe. Well. I mean, we don't know if there is a temple yet, and what's... It was, it was mentioned on the poster, so... Oh, right, okay, okay. Um, but it just seems strange that... I mean, maybe this person didn't know, but it seems strange that they would mention the lake and, you know, I don't know, something coming from the lake, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Um, but at least it seems pretty secure. Yeah, um, I was thinking that. Is there only one door in and out? Cooks in there is the two. 
Uh, you've seen only a front door at the moment. If you have a bit of a wander around, you'll see there is a back door through the kitchen out to an alleyway behind the tavern. Um, okay. So I'm thinking, providing all these bones aren't going to turn just turn into dust, um, we barricade the back door with pretty much everything we've got in this place. Yeah, there's plenty of tables and chairs and tables, like that. chairs, bones, you know, and then um, and that leaves only one door basically to keep an eye on. Yeah, that works it. for me. That works for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll help. I'll offer to help Rogar with grabbing tables and chairs and. Whatever we uh, can find in the kitchen yeah. to use to. Me can keep an eye on the front door while we do that, and then uh, yeah, I'll I'll take my rest, provided nothing else happens. Because I could take first watch, and then. Are you guys? So are you guys going to sleep like during your full four hours, or are you just I, taking I, a short rest? I'm going to sleep and get my full full, however many hours it is in. Yep. What about you, Varys? Are you also needing to sleep to get your spell slots back, or back? Or are you going to continue on? Just a short um, rest. Well, to get my spell slots back, I'd have to do a long rest, wouldn't I? Yep. Um, and to get my second win. So, yeah, I do intend to do a long rest. Okay. So, which, uh, so there's three of you, Meatbone, will just have a bit of a kip. But uh, yeah. what's the watch order? What are you doing? Varys first, me second. Yep, sure. works for me. And Meat can join in whenever he wakes up. Sure. Um, are you guys sleeping in the rooms upstairs? Or are you staying in, like, the... I'm body gonna stay in the body bar. chamber. I'm thinking of staying <laughs> in the, the If we all stay bar. in the same place, if anything comes in, we're all together. We can all yeah, stay. yeah. So yeah, the bar sounds like the best plan. And we also there's only there's only one way in. If we're upstairs, yeah. potentially we're trapped. So exactly, yeah. So I'm thinking that's why we do we stay downstairs. Um, you know, we barricaded the back door with everything we can move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, Varys, you're happy sleeping amongst the corpses for the evening. He's not not, not happy about it, but it's better than sleeping in the street. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Varys is taking first watch while Rogar has a kip. Yep. Yep. Right. As time goes on, say probably about an hour, Varys, you're sat there. I don't know if you're looking out the window. If you've turned up one of the one of the uh, chairs to kind of keep a watch for the moment. Yeah. You've got your new friends are well, eyes closed, one of them snoring slightly. And you start to hear those voices again. Help us. Leave us. Captain, help us. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? Um, again. Do you get up and go anywhere, or are you just asking to the room? Um, I guess I'll get up and look through the window. Okay. As you get up and start walking to the window, you hear falling, falling away, sinking to the dark. Help us. And as you look out the window and you look down the road, the one that seems to best guess lead more towards the center of the city, you see just in the distance a wagon. You look out and the sky's gone a little bit darker now. It's not pitch black of night, but the twin suns have gone down a little bit. and. This wagon is just out in the middle of the street, and you can see it being pulled by two skeletal horses. And there is someone out there walking around, picking up some of the remains that are left in the streets. You see this person picks up a good chunk of skeleton from one of those hastily made fortifications and 
throws it onto the back of the wagon. And all that time, you can just hear those voices in your head, almost whispering into your ears. Does Varys wake the others and tell them? Or does he just hide under the window and wait till it's gone? Mm. Could you go out and get a better look? No, fuck that noise. Um... Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um... <laughs> I will say this from you just standing watching it at the moment. This creature looks taller than a regular human. Um, its arms and legs seem almost elongated and quite thin. And you watch its right arm is in fact not an arm. It splits into these three long writhing tentacles. Its upper body is quite built up, quite bulky, which is a bit disconcerting at how thin its left arm is and it's covered in like multi-layers of robe almost like it's just patchwork made itself something to cover itself and you watch as it slips these tentacle-like protrusions down around another body and chucks it onto the back of the wagon and all this time you keep hearing captain help us help us captain are these sort of varadin you don't know I want to go out and check, but at the same time, Varts is thinking because if I'm, if it's obviously it's picking up the dead, is it going to consider someone alive like sort of like is it hostile or? But at the same time, this whole place is fucking hostile. Um, I'm gonna have to wait, Rogar, and show him, get his input on it, what we should do, because Varys is unsure. And obviously, I'll tell him, I'll tell him what the voices I've heard and. My, what they've sold me and what potentially they could do. So you uh, walk over to Rogar and kind of sh- shake him a little bit as he opens his eyes. Uh, Rogar, you've had, you know, this is way too early for your shift on watch. Yeah. yeah. Says out the window, have a quick look. Like now. <laughs> Rogar's just what the fuck's sake. Uh, and yeah, I'll go have a look. Uh, Rogar, by the time you get up and start to look out, you watch as the wagon starts to slowly move away. It's going further into the city. I'll turn to Rogar. Do we follow it? Um, Or do we we stick around and let it go and hope we don't come across it again? (sighs) But it came from what we think is the centre of the place, possibly where the temple would be. Um, well, look, uh... Oh. Right. Um if it's from if it's from the center, then we'll go find it when, you know, me and me are in a bit of a better, you know, bit bit, bit better shape, you know. Um still uh you know, pretty tired since you woke me up. I, I do apologize for that, but I thought this might be of importance. Well, you know, I mean if it was coming obviously if it was coming in here then yeah. Um, but you know, I think we might we might have uh, dodged the bullet there, maybe. Um, uh, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Ro- Rogar's still very tired. <laughs> I, I, I pat him on the shoulder and say, "Look, sorry for waking you. Got yourself back to sleep. I'll I'll crack on with the watch." Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you return to your watch. Yeah. The rest of the the watch goes smoothly. You don't hear anything else, and. You uh, close your eyes and go to sleep. Yeah. And Rogar, it's now your turn to be on watch. Okay. Um, question. 
Mm-hmm. You know those two hit points that I lost to the um, the unmen. Yep. Do I get those back? You do indeed, because you have now finally completed a long rest. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will say a prayer to uh, the Whispering Man uh, for my extra HP. Cool. Um, while you're sat there praying, you do do me a perception. Okay. Uh, is it sight or smell? I'd be hearing. So no advantage. Yeah, it'd be a straight up. A 14. 14. With a 14, as you're sort of sat there in, like I say, this almost crypt-like version of a tavern at this point, just surrounded by all these bodies, and you finish your prayer to the Whispering Man, and you feel his usual cold embrace wash over you, and you get that strength to bolster you for the day. In that quiet moment, just as it's finished, you swear you can hear the lapping of waves. Hmm, interesting. And I want both of you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, great. As you've spent a reasonable amount of time in Sarnath, and that feeling of ever-present dread has yet to fade. In fact, almost realizing that this entire place is desecrated, it's felt worse and worse, Rogar. Uh, so I rolled a 14, and... I got a 12. You got a 13, because you got a plus one. Oh, yes. From me. Okie dokie, so yeah, 13 then. 13. Okay. Good to know. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> that always means something bad is happening. Yeah. <laughs> if meat bone do well. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> the pair of you wake up and, well, the twin suns are rising and it's a little bit light early morning. What are you doing? Uh, is Meatbone still here? Yeah, me sir. Is he acting erratically for Meatbone? Mm, no more than usual, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, then. Um, right, guys. Um, after uh, what you saw yesterday, Varys, I reckon um, I reckon we head towards the inner city. Let's, uh, let's go towards this temple and see, you know, see what that, uh, that was all about. Yeah, but I reckon I'm we good. move pretty quickly as well. Because uh, I don't like being here. No, this this place, something clearly bad happened to you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's move pretty quickly until we're at least in sight of the temple um, or a stronghold. Of, I'm I'm going temple. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. And then, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how uh, how we're looking. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you head out for the day, and. As you're walking the path that would take you further into the city, again, you notice more and more of what would have been all these celebratory decorations for whatever anniversary this was. And uh, as you're walking down the street, I'll say after about three hours or so of walking, you do eventually come to another slight fork in the road. It's more like a side street splitting off, but you do notice down the side street that would take you away from the center, you notice about five dead ghoul bodies just lying in the street. Going down the main road to continue, You look. it looks like it's leading to what would be the main central marketplace. So that's what would be directly ahead of you. Shit. Okay. 
Do we tell Meatbone? Well, Meatbone can see it, I'm guessing. Yeah, you'd smell it. Yeah. Uh, mm. now, did you did you promise he was going to help him find them? Yeah, and I think we need to find them, but mm. I'm confused why they're going away from the town centre, because I think that's where you would go. But And also, you saw something collecting bodies yesterday, so why isn't it collected these? Maybe it's collecting like skeletal, or maybe it's killed them. We don't know. Um, Can I do um, a perception check on the on the bodies of the ghouls to see, you know, if I get an idea of how long they've been dead? Um, I'd say it's more of a a medical check. Really, you'd have to go give a proper look over at the wounds. Uh, so good at that. <laughs> well, I can help you. Oh, yeah. Give a okay, we'll just roll again. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen? Um, with you and uh, Varys kind of looking over the bodies and both of you kind of pulling the... Uh, tri- both both of you kind of having army experience and seeing a, a lot of well, fighting and death in your time, you'd guess these ghouls probably dead about um, maybe a week. So these, really? are the, these are probably the guys that, that Meatbone was talking about. Yeah. Um, well, wait. How long ago did Meat say that? How how long ago they'd left? Uh, he didn't know. He just said that they were gone when he kind of got home. Okay. Um, you don't know how long Meat's been away from home. No. Um, I will say this: the ghouls that you notice are armored like the one that you saw outside the city. Okay. Have they got anything else on them at all? Um, nothing in particular. Um, just basic armor. Some of them have crossbows. Some of them have iron swords, similar to the one that you picked up off. The ground earlier. Would Meatbone be able to wield any of that? Um, Meatbone wouldn't. No, he's not really trained in any of it. Yeah, he's more a bitey clawy kind of guy. Hmm. Were they? I say, were they running towards something? Can I take a perception to see if they're running towards something? Um. Yeah. Do me a do me a perception to kind of give you an idea of their positioning and things. I'll give you a a, a help. That be a twenty-two. Yeah. So both of you kind of looking around and seeing how the bodies are laid out. Looks like they were fleeing something. Which direct? Which direction are the, are they pointing oh, towards? I guess in then. Uh, they the were yeah. So if the marketplace is let's say west, these guys yeah. were running like north down this alleyway. Yes. Yeah, so, so so they're running away from even. Well, saw them from the marketplace, maybe, or something from that direction, and it's followed them down here and killed them and then fucked off again. Yeah. Um, it's a case of, is it still around? And has it spotted us, if it is still around? Well, I'm, I'm guessing that it's still around, but I'm guessing it also hasn't seen us. They've run away from something. Mm. Um, so do we, go, do we go in the direction they were running away from in the hope to find the rest of the Legion, or do we go towards whatever's killed them? Does Meatbone actually know any of them? Uh, he gives them all a look over and he shakes his head. He goes, no, none of these are my friend. Did you know any of the um, people that went in Meatbone? Yes, I am here to look for my friend. His oh, name so... is Jesseric. Right, so Jesseric could either... We, well, Jesseric could be further in then. Possibly. I hope he is wherever the rest of the Legion are. Mm. What do you think, Rogar? Do we go through the marketplace? Uh you see yeah it's great yeah i'm still i'm still thinking it's the place where we need to go we need to get to the center we need to get to the temple to the market you know to big buildings big big things we need to you know 
Yeah. If these guys have run away, there's every chance that they're a scouting party that was fleeing something. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, a, a legion is a you know it, the thing with legions is they're usually slow moving um you know they're not they're not the and you know these guys you know they they're, they're not exactly so you know they're not, they're not exactly like you know dressed like great warriors exactly you know? and i've got i've got two reasons to go towards the temple because potentially they may have answers to why I keep hearing these voices in my head that say "help us" and calling me captain. But also, uh, I want I want I want to help our brave friend here. Everybody loves Rogue. Meatbone. <laughs> yeah, Meatbone. <laughs> I'd say Rogar. That's the first you've uh, heard of Varus has voices in his head because <laughs> you've not heard anything. Yeah, um, yeah I'm. I well, you said you heard something. I didn't realise it was uh, in your head. Oh, oh, <laughs> never mind, never mind. That's the first time you've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I keep hearing voices. People saying, save us, falling, and calling me captain. Now, my previous rank was captain, and I was, like, the head of the Sword of Varadin, so yeah, it's a little um, bit unnerving. But Well, you know... Uh, Hmm. Not too sure. Uh, to be honest, I maybe I don't know. Yeah, Rogar's just a bit like bemused because Rogar doesn't hear it voices. Well, at least not all the time. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe it's where we are. I don't, you know. Your uh, your sword whispers in your head. I think he's going crazy, Master. <laughs> <laughs> Rogar just randomly laughs out loud. <laughs> Can I say something funny, Rogar? Oh, don't worry, don't worry. Um, but yeah, let, let's let's make haste. Let's get let's uh, let's you know let's um, let's power through this. Let's get to let's get to the uh, the center. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm thinking. Look, uh, looking at the fate of these guys, I'll look just quickly in the direction of the. Dead pile of ghouls. I think time may be of the essence. Yeah. So you're not following the pile of ghouls. You're going towards the town center. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We, we, yeah. We've decided that we don't think that they're like you know they're they're going to be the the you know the the heart of the uh, the legion so to speak. They're like a scouting party that's been scattered or something. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe a group that's um, maybe run away from battle and been caught out. Maybe yeah. maybe there's a further like force further ahead of like ghoul soldiers. Sure. So you continue down that path and you start heading towards the center of the city. As you're getting closer to the center, you find more and more skeletal remains, just these old decayed bodies. And they almost seem to have been from just looking how they're laid out and how many there are, looks like they were marching towards the center of the city almost. Hmm. And as you get a good view of what is essentially a massive marketplace that you start to walk into, you see just past the marketplace, there is a huge pile of bodies where they are all resting against what is a small wall, probably only hip high, just made of stone, and it seems to be encircling something in the middle of this just massive marketplace 
as you kind of survey the area, you see that probably about 150 feet ahead of you, past some of the stalls and past some of the buildings that are clearly shops. And then on the other side of this wall that you start to realize is like a something circular, like um, it's surrounding something in the middle of this town center, well, city center. Past that, you see a massive, or at least reasonably large, but every building that you start to see around here is actually quite magnificent. They're all just marble and gold and these massive pillars and statues. It's all, you realize this city was at one point supremely prosperous. And as you look past this, whatever it is in the middle of the city, you see a huge temple that is just made out of almost like a tower of spires. All multicolored stone has gone into it. Like parts of it are in this sort of swirling marble color, but other parts are in reds and greens. And you don't know how they've got this effect, but it is just absolutely magnificent. And it has a set of stairs that lead up to a massive front door that is currently shut. Right. And as you walk into the town center, you're looking around and you start to notice, especially you, Rogar, as you saw them before, those shadowy creatures are all stood in the town center. Everywhere you look, behind every stall, hovering over every body, you just see these shadows stood completely still. All of them just watching you in some sort of silent witness. It's just this horrifying view of what was the last moment of many of these people as they all started to march towards the city center and you don't quite understand why. And now what's left of their spirits are just staring at you. Interesting. Mm. Um, hmm. this, this, this is interesting. Um, uh, Amber looks at before, to go over that wall. I was going to say, before we go into... Like, I'm guessing as, as we're... Before we get any closer to anything, um, can I cast a spell? Sure. Uh, can I cast aid on me, me, and Varys? Uh, sure. What are you doing? Uh, read me the spell. What's it do? So um, it lasts for eight hours, and uh, three creatures in range, their max HP goes up five for the duration. And uh, yeah, so I'm giving, I'm basically giving myself, me, and Varys an extra five temp HP. Yeah. So five on the temp HP. If, that, if that's cool. Uh, it's actually not temporary HP. It's um, oh. it makes a there's, there's a distinction. So it actually increases your hit point maximum and current hit points by five. Oh, okay. So make a note of what your original hit points were and put them up by five. Oops, that's sixty-two now up to sixty-seven. Yeah, for the next eight just, hours. Just, yeah, just 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 you know, just 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 in preparation for what I'm guessing is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> It's a five-page peak at the hell. <laughs> well, you never know. It, it's it, you know, you never know. Yeah, true. Um, just trying to think what we can do here. Um, is it just one big pile of body resting against the? You see, like a number of bodies that are piled around this, say, hip-high wall, and you currently can't see what's past the wall, or at least what the wall's surrounding. Can I make a perception check to see if, like, the piles of bodies are, like, sort of the same distance apart around this wall? Uh, no, they're all, like, clumped up on top of each other, almost as if they were climbing over each other to get over the wall. 
Ah, right. So I was thinking maybe it's some sort of ritualistic thing. Um, right. Um, just trying to think if there's anything in the marketplace. They, no, the sea spirits things are just watching. Not they're not coming towards us or anything. Don't seem to be at the moment. Right, Rogar. What I'm thinking is we don't touch any of the bodies. Don't go near them. Um, okay. Um, that, well, that, uh, that that's fine. I mean, I want to kind of see what's over this wall, and you know, mm. see if there's something on the ground because I'm assuming there's a wall for a reason. Yeah, I think so too. Um, can can we get to within sixty feet of this wall? Sure, you can start making your way through the marketplace. Yeah, just um, because. What basically, what my idea is, if I get within sixty feet of it, um, I can uh, use my divine sense just to, you know, um, basically. Well, it, it says I. It says I can sense good and evil within sixty feet until the end of my next turn. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I just wanted to see if I'm getting any like particular evil coming from either a the temple, or b the whatever is on the floor. Okay. You use your divine sense for that. Everything around you is evil. Lovely. You are almost just overwhelmed by just you open your senses to the world around you and you are hit by this force of almost solid dread and malevolence as it washes over you. And, well, no, that's it for now. I'm not going to give you any more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's something gonna happen. So wait, wait, wait. It does say I can locate any celestial fiend or undead as well. Oh yeah, there's undead around all around you. You're literally yeah. looking at an army of ghost yeah, citizens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm, okay. Do we um, do we venture for it over the wall though? Did the temple give me a sense of evil or not? Uh it's way beyond sixty feet. Right, okay. I'll say this, as you're getting close to the wall and you're kind of moving into this town center, the wall itself, from here at a rough guess, you would say from the center point probably has a radius of about 200 feet. Jesus. This is a massive city. Wow. Um, okay. Um, I want to go realize, see what... Just like, you realize from how big this thing in the center is and like judging the distance between here and the temple, this temple is just magnificent and grandiose and ridiculously over the top in terms of its size and scale. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, if only this was on the material plane, then I'd be like, yeah, that's the base of operations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, okay. I think, I think we need to be going somehow get to that temple. I don't think we also need to get, get to the temple, but it's do we go over the wall or do we go around the wall? I'm thinking we go around the wall if there's like... I'm open to go around the wall, but I want to see if I can, like, do a religion check on whatever is in the between, you know, like, whatever's on the other side of the wall. I'm assuming it's a holy symbol, but it might not be. It might be, like, a fountain. Yeah, worth a go. Uh, is, is there a way to do that without touching anybody's cup? Um, You could carefully pick your way to the uh, to the wall and start to walk around it if you want. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that, because I want to look at what's on the other side of it. Yeah. Sure. As you walk carefully past these bodies and all these shadowy spirits are just staring at you and you get to the wall where this pile of bodies was clearly walking towards. Rogar, as you're approaching, do me a religion check. See if you get any sort of context for this. It's a 14. 14. Rogar, as you approach this wall, 
And as you're getting closer and closer, it becomes easier to see that beyond the wall, there's some sort of just direct drop downwards. And as you get close enough to really look over it, you see a drop of probably around, best guess, about 300 feet down. Mm. And at the bottom, I'd say with your eyesight and just it's, you know, it's daylight anyway, you can clearly see at the bottom just it is just a massive pile of skeletal remains. And you realize with that religion check, these people were ritualistically sacrificing themselves into the middle of this pit to get away from whatever was coming after them. Oh, shit. (laughs) Have we gone the wrong way? (laughs) And uh, I think that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, Oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> we should have gone to the lake. We should have gone to the lake. <laughs> oh bollocks. <laughs> oh no. So I'm right in thinking there is no way to that temple. No, you can just oh, walk around the wall. We can walk around the wall to the temple, but <laughs> Yeah, you just have to go around the radius. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. We should have gone the other way. We should have gone to the building that had lights on in the very beginning. (laughs) Now we go back, there's going to be some big fucker. See it coming. Oh, oh, bollocks. Uh, Oh, well, we're we're balls deep now. We might as well keep going. (laughs) Uh, Well, hope you're enjoying your fun in my new little city. <laughs> I got a sneaky feel I'm going to end up dying and I'm reappearing on the top of this fucking pile of bodies. Soon, <laughs> oh, don't give him ideas, Paul. All <laughs> <laughs> ah, right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. You can find us on all major podcast providers. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Treason No, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website that we recently updated with a bunch of things. And we have a Facebook group, both of which are under Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I'm going to turn you over to my co-host so they can say their goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice... As much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They are available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day, you'll find me in Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. You can also find me on those two amazing podcasts, but you can also find me on the UK RAD Live podcast. We're on Stitcher, Spreaker, iMusic, Radio, whatever the hell it's called nowadays, Podbean, you name it, we're on it. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, but we also have a Twitter at UK RAD podcast. But you can also find me and my alter ego, Steve, the avatar of Sadon, on Twitter at Steve AOTGTMP, where, like I say, I go engage in general shithousery. Mainly with Rogar. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And, uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Ta ta. See ya.
Oh my God, can you believe she did that? I was on the edge of my pants the whole time. Where'd that sword come from? It made me say boom shakalaka. Hey everybody, this is the Wheel or Woe crew, and if you enjoyed the show you just listened to, it's part of the Necropodicon Network. That's a network of podcasts that have all different types of shows, from audio dramas to movie reviews to tabletop role-playing games. You can check all of them out at necropodicon.com. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.